This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Welcome to Hidden History, an Odyssey Through Time. I'm your host, John Rodriguez, and welcome to our second season of the podcast. The title of this episode is A Hero of the Holocaust, The Life of Sir Nicholas George Winton. The month of March is here, and we would like to give a quick shout out to the podcast of the month over at the Deluxe Edition Network, our new podcast family. The podcast is called Bev's Video Kingdom, and it's four small-town friends hilariously, unpretentiously, reviewing movies they love, and then holding highly competitive drafts on categories related to the week's film. If you're a movie buff, this podcast is just for you. New episodes every Tuesday, available on all podcast platforms. That's Bev's Video Kingdom, B-E-V apostrophe S. Thanks for listening, and now let's get to the episode. In the wake of anti-Semitic violence coordinated by the Nazi regime in Germany in November 1938, the British government allowed unaccompanied minors under the age of 17 from the German Reich, including recently annexed territories, to enter Great Britain as refugees. Jewish organizations inside the Greater German Reich planned the transports to Great Britain. Child welfare organizations in Great Britain arranged for the children's care, education, and eventual immigration from Britain. Informally known as the Kinder Transport or Children's Transport, this series of rescue efforts from December 1938 until May 1940 brought about 10,000 children to safety in Great Britain. Within that group of children would be future architects, mathematicians, poets, geneticists, filmmakers, and journalists. Had those refugee children, the vast majority of them Jewish, been left to fend for themselves within the German Reich, most, if not all of them, would have surely perished from this earth. Also within that group of about 10,000 children to safely arrive in Great Britain were 669 children, most of them Jewish, from Czechoslovakia, which is known today as the Czech Republic. This daring rescue effort was organized and assisted by a man named Nicholas George Winton with the help of unsung heroes like Trevor Chadwick, Beatrice Wellington, and other critical volunteers both in Prague and London. While there have been some scholars who have attempted to diminish Winton's role in the rescue effort, mainly because he himself was never in physical danger, we here at Hidden History strongly disagree with those scholars. Witnessing the devastating effect of the Great Depression on British workers and their families in the early 1930s led Winton to politics. He joined the British political party, the Labour Party, and was friendly with influential center-left members of parliament. His connection with them continued through the 1940s, and it was this connection that Winton had with influential government officials that led to the acceptance of his application for the entry of the children from Czechoslovakia. 
After listening to this episode, you can decide if Nicholas George Winton's life story is worthy of recognition, a due recognition he didn't receive for nearly 50 years until 1988. Nicholas's story, hidden history that has remained long forgotten, is the story of a young British stockbroker determined to save the lives of as many innocent children as he could and how those rescue efforts remained virtually unknown until the facts were uncovered many decades later. Sir Nicholas George Winton was born Nicholas George Wertheim on May 19, 1909 in Hampstead, London. His parents were Rudolf and Babette Wertheim, both from German-Jewish families. He had two siblings, an older sister Charlotte and a younger brother Robert, known as Lottie and Bobby. Due to anti-German feeling in the First World War, the family changed their name to Wertham. Babette became Barbara and both Lottie and Nicholas were christened. After the war, they changed back to Wertheim, but in 1938, to avoid seeming German once again, they changed one last time to Winton. In 1923, at the age of 14, Nicholas was enrolled at the newly opened Stowe School, a British public school that would go on to become one of the most prestigious educational institutions in the UK. Although he only attended for three years, aged 14 to 17, his time there had a huge influence on his developing character. He was inspired by the charismatic principal, J.F. Roxburgh, and stayed in touch with him for many years. It was also where he learned and developed his love and skill at fencing, a sport he excelled at and continued into his 40s. He regularly attended the school chapel and became confirmed in March 1925. After school, at his father's suggestion, he went into banking, starting out as a clerk. His training, typical of the time, took him to banks across Europe in cities such as London, Hamburg, Berlin, and Paris. The Great Depression spreading worldwide cut short his training. He returned to the UK and after six more years in banks and transferring into the stocks and shares section, he became a stockbroker at the London Stock Exchange. December 1938, Martin Blake, a friend and an instructional master at the Westminster School in London, asked Winton to forego his planned skiing vacation and visit him in Czechoslovakia, where he had traveled in his capacity as an associate of the British Committee for Refugees from Czechoslovakia. This committee had been established in October 1938 to provide assistance for refugees created by the German annexation of the Sudetenland, a mostly German-speaking area of Czechoslovakia. Convinced that a European war was imminent, Winton decided to go. In Prague, Blake introduced Winton to his colleague and arranged for him to visit refugee camps filled to capacity with Jews and political opponents from the Sudetenland. On Kristallnacht, November 9th and 10th of 1938, the Nazis initiated a campaign of hatred against the Jewish population in all Nazi territories. An estimated 91 Jews were killed, 30,000 were arrested, and 267 synagogues were destroyed. Following this, the British government relaxed its immigration laws and agreed to allow in a limited number of children from Germany and Austria. This program was known as the Kinder Transport, and some 10,000 children were successfully brought to Britain.
Washington summoned a small group of people to organize a similar rescue operation for the children of Czechoslovakia in March 1939. He immediately established a children's section and, using the name of the British Committee for Refugees from Czechoslovakia, initially without authorization, began taking applications from parents at his hotel in Prague. As his operation expanded, he opened an office in central Prague. Soon, thousands of parents lined up outside of Winton's children's section's office seeking a safe haven for their children. Winton then returned to London to organize the rescue operation on that end. He sent his application to the Home Office, the department of the British government that was responsible for immigration, security, and law and order, and although others thought the application would be rejected, it was soon accepted with qualification. He raised money to fund the transports of the children and the £50 per child guarantee demanded by the British government to fund the children's eventual departure from Britain. He also had to find British families willing to care for the refugee children. By day, Winton worked at his regular job on the stock exchange and then devoted late afternoons and evenings to his rescue efforts. He made a great effort to raise money and find foster homes to bring as many children as possible to safety. The first transport of children organized by Winton left Prague by plane for London on March 14, 1939, the day before the Germans occupied the Czech lands. After the Germans established control in two more Czech provinces, Winton organized seven further transports that departed by rail out of Prague and across Germany to the Atlantic coast, then by ship across the English Channel to Britain. At the train station in London, British foster parents waited to collect the children. The last trainload of children left Prague on August 2, 1939. There had been one more trainload of children scheduled to leave on September 1, 1939, but it never did. On that day, Nazi Germany invaded Poland and began World War II. Winton believed that, quote, none of the 250 children on board was heard of again, which was an awful feeling for him. Of the 250 children due to leave on that train, only two survived the war. The total number of children rescued through Winton's efforts is 669, although available information indicates that some children who were rescued have not yet been identified. Winton left the stock exchange in August 1939 to volunteer as leader of his local air raid precautions depot being set up by Hampstead Council. By March 1940, with little activity in that role, he volunteered for the Red Cross as an ambulance driver and joined the first wave of ambulances across the channel to France. In 1942, Winton joined the Royal Air Force as a night flight trainer, having been turned down as a pilot due to his poor eyesight. He trained pilots in the UK and from 1946 in France. Winton would spend the latter part of World War II as part of a team taking an exhibition about the RAF's wartime contribution around Europe to Brussels, Paris, Lyon, Oslo, and Prague. Spending time in these locations and driving through post-war Germany, he took photos and wrote about the destruction and hardships he witnessed. In 1946, Nicholas Winton was released from the RAF at the rank of flight lieutenant and joined the newly formed International Refugee Organization, or the IRO, initially in London and then in Geneva. His concern for the fate of refugees had persisted and he wanted to help with their post-war lives. 
However, after a few months in that role, Nicholas was transferred to the reparations department as deputy to the director, Abba Schwartz. His task was to assist the collection and monetization of loot discovered by the Allies, which had been stolen by the Nazis from their victims. The money was to be distributed as part of the Five Power Agreement of 1946, whereby 95% of the non-monetary goods, including gold, would go to the Jewish agency to aid Jewish refugees and 5% to groups aiding other victims of the Nazis. Nicholas was responsible for the sorting and valuation of the items and getting the best price for them. After this job concluded, Nicholas moved to Paris to work for the International Bank for Reconstruction and Development, which was carrying out the instructions of the Marshall Plan, a U.S. financial loan program set up to assist the rebuilding of Europe. It was while working for the International Bank for Reconstruction and Development in Paris that Nicholas encountered his future wife, Greet Jolstrup, the Danish secretary of his employer. They met in March 1948 and married on Halloween of that year in Denmark, Greet's home country. In 1950, Nicholas and Greet left Paris and had an extended belated honeymoon in the United States visiting the many friends Nicholas had made during his time with the International Refugee Organization. They traveled down the East Coast from New York to Key West in Florida by car, and Nicholas sent many letters home to his mother describing their experiences, particularly the disbelief of the Americans they met to the news that they did not wish to stay, but were keen to return to post-war Europe. After three months, they returned to the UK, and once Nicholas had found a job, they moved to Maidenhead, 30 miles west of London, where they set up their home and remained for the rest of their lives. Nicholas worked as finance director for a small factory making the first ice lollies in UK, Glacier Foods. This was followed by 10 years at a sheet metal factory in the same role. Between 1952 and 1956, Nicholas and his wife had three children, Nicholas Jr., Barbara, and Robin. Robin had Down syndrome, and the general consensus at that time was that Down's children should be brought up in residential homes. Nicholas and Greet did not want to send their child away, and he remained a loved and loving member of the family until his tragically early death in 1962. Robin's condition and lack of support for similar families led to Nicky starting up a maidenhead branch of what is now called Mencap. He remained active in the local society for the rest of his life. He had also joined the local Rotary Group, of which he was a member for over 50 years, supporting their charitable work. In response to a talk at one meeting, he volunteered to form a local society of Abbeyfield, the national charity that provides supported housing and extra care homes for the elderly. He worked with them at the national and local level for 40 years, fundraising and campaigning for two local extra care homes. Both are named after him, Winton House in Windsor, Berkshire, and Nicholas House in Burnham, Buckinghamshire. In 1983, Nicholas was appointed a member of the Order of the British Empire. We have to take a quick break from the extraordinary life of Nicholas Winton because Hidden History has a sponsor now. Hey, life is scary when you wake up and realize you've hit snooze 16 times. We all deal with Sunday scaries, right? Sunday scaries are those, oh shit, stressful, nervous, can't sleep, dread feelings that hit you on Sunday evenings when you think about work 
or school tomorrow, or just freaking life. Unfortunately, you can feel that same pit in your stomach any day of the week. Sunday Scary's CBD gummies were made to defeat the crap life throws at us. Look, we all have the right to live scare-free. So whether you need to take the edge off, calm your racing mind, sleep better, or just chill, take two CBD gummies every day to keep the scaries away. They even have CBD oil, ladies and gentlemen. Visit sundayscaries.com and use our promo code HIDDENHISTORY to get 15% off at checkout. That's promo code HIDDENHISTORY for 15% off at sundayscaries.com. Now let's get back to the episode. Although Nicholas had mentioned his humanitarian accomplishments in his election material while unsuccessfully standing for election to the Maidenhead Town Council in 1954, for the most part he went unnoticed for half a century. In 1987, Nicholas was introduced to Dr. Elizabeth Maxwell while trying to find a suitable home for his kinder transport papers enclosed in a scrapbook. As a Holocaust historian and the wife of Robert Maxwell, the newspaper publisher, she brought his story into the public domain, leading to major articles in the Sunday Mirror and eventually a television appearance. In February 1988, Nicholas was invited to attend the live filming of That's Life, a popular British television show. At one point, Winton's scrapbook was shown and his achievements were explained. The host of the program, Esther Ranson, told the Kinder Transport story and pointed out parts of the scrapbook, including the list of children and foster homes they went to. Esther then asked whether anybody in the audience were among the children who owed their lives to Winton, and if so, to Stan. More than two dozen people surrounding Winton rose and applauded. She then asked if anyone present was the child or grandchild of one of the children Winton saved, and the rest of the audience stood. Many of the children discovered Winton's part in their history from inquiries that Dr. Maxwell had sent out to the former foster home addresses, and a large group of them met Winton at a conference on the Holocaust organized by Dr. Maxwell in June 1988. For the remainder of his life, Nicholas Winton would meet and receive letters from many of his children as they gradually came to know how they were saved. Understandably enough, to the hundreds of Czech children whose lives he undoubtedly saved from the Nazis by bringing them to London at the 11th hour and placing them with English foster families, Winton was a heroic father figure. Quote, But I was never in any danger, he has constantly argued in his life. I took on a big task, but I did it from the safety of my home in Hampstead. He also insisted that he cannot be equated with those who risked their lives during the Holocaust, such as men like Oscar Schindler, who the British press compared him to when they called him the British Schindler. Nonetheless, as the story of the Kinder Transport began to become more widely known, Nicholas started to receive recognition from the Czech and Slavic governments, as well as many Jewish and other organizations. On an early visit to Prague, Czech Republic, in 1991, he was awarded the freedom of the city and had an audience with President Havel. Many awards followed. In 2003, he was awarded a knighthood by Queen Elizabeth II for services to humanity and the Order of the White Double Cross by Slavic President Schuster. In 2009, 
Czech Railways commemorated the anniversary of the Kinder Transport by recreating the journey made 70 years before using steam trains of the period. This was known as the Winton Train. It carried 22 of the original Kinder and their families, as well as others, from Prague to London over four days following an original route through Germany and Holland. It left Prague on September 1st, the date the final transport Nicholas had organized had been due to leave, which was cancelled by the German invasion of Poland. The train was met in London by Nicholas and a large number of well-wishers. In 2014, at the age of 105, he was awarded the Order of the White Lion by the President of the Czech Republic. Alongside awards, he received many letters of thanks, including from President Wiseman of Israel in 1994 and President George W. Bush in 2006. He used every occasion possible to remind people of the value of living an ethical life, which he believed must include helping those in need. Hidden Side Note Winton was not declared a righteous among the nations by Yad Vashem in Israel due to the Yad Vashem policy, which states that only non-Jews who risk their lives in order to save Jews are to be declared righteous among the nations. Winton was born to Jewish parents who converted and baptized him. Not that it mattered to Winton. As far as he was concerned, his actions weren't anything extraordinary. But we here at Hidden History beg to differ. On the morning of July 1st, 2015, Sir Nicholas George Winton died in his sleep from cardiac arrest. He was 106 years old. Winton was survived by his son Nicholas and his daughter Barbara. Winton was cremated and his ashes were buried at Braywick Cemetery in Maidenhead, Berkshire, alongside his wife Greet and son Robin. A year later on his birthday, a memorial was held at the Guildhall, London, with guests from the UK, Czech and Slavic governments, representatives of the many organizations he supported, friends and family, and 26 of his kinder and hundreds of their descendants. Thank you for listening and I hope that I was able to teach you all something new today. Season 2 of Hidden History will explore the lives of victims and heroes of the Holocaust. Many of their stories have been hidden in the pages of history and deserve to be told. Pictures, newspaper clippings, and links to external articles relating to a particular episode will be available on our website. Thanks again for listening. I'm John Rodriguez, and this has been Hidden History, an Odyssey Through Time.